What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Mary Lawless Lee, and she is a gem, you guys. I am so excited for this. We're going to be digging into building businesses and raising a family and how to how to do it all, like what that looks like, and really specifically digging into her story and things that she had to overcome. And it's just, oh, it's going to be so Good. She is a Nashvillian who lives with her husband, Madison, her children, Navy and Indy, and her great Danes, Allie and Miles. Together, they run the Happily Gray Boutique and Nima, which is a self-care and skincare line for mothers. And she wrote a book. It's called Happily Gray. We're going to talk about that some in the episode. I'm just so excited for you guys to hear this, especially all you mamas that are building businesses. So let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Mary, I am so excited to chat with you about all things business and babies and brands and all the things that most of our listeners are here for. So welcome to the Do Your Crap podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I also love the name of the podcast. Um, I feel that way a lot of times. So this is awesome. I feel like we could be kindred spirits. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Before we dig in and I'm so excited. I have like a million questions. I'm like, I want to pick her brain about so many things. What tell us our audience, like who you are, what you've done, how you got where you are, just all, all the good stuff. Well, my, my story starts in Texas. I'm from a small town, East Texas. Um, I now live in Nashville. I've lived here for the last 12 years. I am a mom of two, um, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and I'm also pregnant with my third. I'm in my, I'm just entering my third trimester. So things are about to get really, really crazy (laughs) over here. I mean, you can, you're the pro at this with number six on the way, but like, geez, um, it's fun though. It's fun. I love being a mom. It's my greatest joy. Um, but on the other, the other side of my life, I, um, am a business owner. I have a store in West Nashville called shop happily gray, um, that we opened two months before the pandemic. Um, we also have a big e-com business too. So yeah, two months before the pandemic was tricky timing. We quickly shifted a lot of our business e-com and in a way it strengthened us and, and, you know, a a way that I didn't see coming, but, um, and then most recently I launched a skincare brand, um, a pregnancy and postpartum skincare brand. We're actually launching kids this year. It's called Nima. And it's really one of my greatest passions. It's, um, my, before getting into this digital world, I was a critical care nurse. 
went to school for nursing, worked in critical care for seven years. And I've kind of been, always been in pursuit of um, connecting this, this past of, of patient care and <clears throat> that high level emotion intensity that I got from that career to this digital world that I have now and, and how can I impactfully and purposely use this, this platform to create a solution for mothers? Because when I became a mom, that's what I couldn't get my hands on the type of products that I was looking for and that I wanted. And so, you know, that was where NEMA, this idea was born. My husband and I co-founded it together a little over a year ago, and we have a stretch cream, a scar treatment for C-section scars. I've had multiple C-sections. And also a nipple and lip balm for um, breastfeeding. Oh, or, sign me up for that. <laughs> yes, I will send you some. It's, yeah. I mean, it's this healing ointment that honestly oh can God. go elbows, lips, um, knee, anywhere that I'm, we just got back from Banff and my kids' cheeks were getting chapped. So I was like rubbing it all over them. Um, but yeah, we're, we're um, a few months away from launching our next product and then moving into the kids' space. So just really excited about that. We have a, a small team of, of nine here in Nashville. And um, outside of our skincare brand and our store, I do a lot of marketing projects with, with different brands. Um, so yeah, same busy. Got a busy. lot going on. I love it. I love it so much. So my first question And I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are probably like, how in the actual F do you do it all? Like, how do you do it all? What does it look like? How do you juggle all the different things? Wear all the hats? Like what's, what have you found works best for you? Well, I, I will say most importantly, I, there's no I singularity in it. Um, I, like I said earlier, I, I mean, and I, motherhood taught me this. The, the, one of the biggest lessons of motherhood was that you need support, you need a team around you, you need to be able to ask for help. And prior to becoming a mother, I was terrible at that. Um, as a business owner, I was just still not great at delegating. Um, but you know, that was where I felt the most broken at times and realized like, oh, I, I'm gonna need help and support here, especially with multiples too. And then juggling, like, what does my identity look like now being a mom and trying to have a career? And so we have a small team and, you know, I always tell people too, it's, it doesn't have to be a team of people. It could be one person. I mean, I think your support system as a mother, it's so hard. And so having a mentor, having some sort of advisor, a sister, a friend, someone that you can just rely on um, to emotionally and, and physically show up for you, I think is has been a huge lesson for me and is the only way that I am able to balance both work and motherhood. Um, my spouse is, all, is also really supportive and he has a demanding career as well. And so we're very communicative. And like we, we, on Sunday nights, we have a family meeting, which sounds really cheesy and corny, but we like, totally we, do too. you have to, I mean, you have to, yeah, you it's have to, so essential. I mean, for, for our weeks to run smoothly and for, you know, for me to respect his time and for him to respect my time and us to be able to hit our goals. I feel like we have to kind of agree who's because someone has to, we ha there has to be a trade-off. And so it's whoever's coming home earlier that day or who's doing this. Um, we align and we agree. And that really, that clarity really helps. Um, and then another thing I'll say that's really helped me is when, when you're with your kids, be with your kids, be present with them. And that is so hard to do, but 
Um, when I get home after being in the office all day, I do not look at my phone and my team knows that. Like, and I think that that's important too, um, that not just yourself, but also paint that expectation with the people that are you're working with that, Hey, I will not be available from five to eight. Mm-hmm. This is kid time unless there's an emergency. And so phones off computers down, and I'm totally focused on them. And as a mother, that helps fuel me back up. My kids, I mean, my three-year-old's already old enough that she can tell when I'm listening or oh, when I'm yeah. distracted. Yeah. You know, and so as soon as I caught on to that, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I really, I have to show up. I have to show up and, and be present. So that is a big thing. And, and the last thing I'll say that motherhood taught me, motherhood's taught me a lot of things, but um, don't let self-care fall off. I learned quickly that if you, one, if I can't take care of my, my, myself, how am I going to take care of my kids? And you're also, you know, painting a, a picture for them on how they should be caring for themselves. And so that's kind of like double, double fold for me when I, when I realized that, and I, this sounds crazy, but I've never taken better care of myself than when I become a mom and now have kids. So I think it's important to not forget that, to fuel up your, your, all your buckets so that you have that to give. Yeah. I love that. Just, just to add on to that. It's so interesting because I work with a lot of women in with health and wellness. And so obviously like taking care of themselves, prioritizing that sacrificing, I am doing air quotes, sacrificing time with your kids so that you can fuel your health and your wellness Mm -hmm. mentally and physically. And it's so interesting because I think our instinct as mom is like, I'm going to give them everything, all of me, all my time, everything. That's like what we want to do to show our love. And then at the same time, it's like, but what do you want your kids to do when they grow up? Do you want them to Mm -hmm. feel so exhausted, so run down, so spread thin that they're like barely hanging on? No, of course not. So they don't want to see you doing that as well. And it's like, when you can think about it from their eyes about what they're seeing and what Mm -hmm. you're modeling, it's like, okay, like I want to set the example so that they show up for themselves when they grow up, because totally, of course we want that for them. You can't give what you don't have. Oh, totally. And, you know, I think generationally, I think, you know, that's kind of been the, the, just the tone and the perception of give, give, give work, be tough, be strong. And now I do think that we're stepping into this, this new era of, of being able to open up, be vulnerable, show your emotions. You don't have it all together and that's okay that you don't have it all together. And I think stepping into that honesty and saying like, Hey, I need a day for myself, or I need, I need two hours. I need two hours myself or just a shower, you know, is there's strength in that. And your kids see that they learn from that. Yeah. Amen. I am totally with you on that throughout your life, have there been any moments where like you mentioned vulnerability, have there been any moments where like you really learned how much growth happens as you open up and truly can be vulnerable? Truly no, that, that this book really is really the heart of that. Um, shame cannot survive in light. And as soon as we start talking and opening up and stepping into that vulnerability, I think there's strength and empowerment in that. And this book, you know, for, for the last 10 years, I've got to share kind of this highlight reel, you know, social media 
is it is essentially highlight reel you know because when our kids are throwing a fit or when they're they need us we don't we don't have their right. our phones out filming them <laughs> yeah. and so it, it feels when you're scrolling and watching it feels like a highlight reel and so I feel like I've shown that side of my life but I wanted to reserve a place to be able to tell these other the other side of the story um I had an eating disorder for 10 years um I'm in the journey of recovery with that I went through a divorce at an early age and a lot of these not so pretty moments, I think is really, really what, you know, has made me to the person I am. It's I've developed true gratitude and true grit through these experiences. And so that's what I wanted to talk about in this book. And no, it wasn't easy stepping into that vulnerability, but man, it is so empowering to have that out there. And I will say the, the reason why I took the steps as a 22 year old to get help was because other women raising their hand and saying like, hey, I've been there. You're not alone and um, you can do this. And, and that accountability and getting honest is just, I mean, especially with disordered eating, it just was like, th th that is, that's the name of the game. You have to get honest. You have to have accountability around you. And so um, that vulnerable, stepping into that vulnerability is, it's hard, but it's really, really um, empowering. Really empowering. I feel like when you're struggling with something quietly and you're the only one who knows about it and you're the only one, and I'm not saying you've got to like tell all of your darkest secrets and air all of your dirty laundry, but there's something so powerful that happens when you talk about it, when you share it, it literally like doesn't have a stronghold over you anymore. Truly. I'm so glad you it's said really that. Interesting. You know, I always felt like social media getting vulnerable on social media to me always felt um, kind of as if I was shouting and mm. there wasn't connection there. And I think, you know, when we, when we get vulnerable, we're all looking for connection and community. And yeah. that's, I, I'd always struggled with that. Like I wanted to tell these stories, but how would I tell these stories? And that's why I reserved them for my book in hoping that, you know, it's a more sacred space. Writing and journaling has always felt uh, like a form of meditation and just really, really um, special to me. And so hoping that, you know, sharing those stories would then open up the conversation on social media um, to further talk about them. But I always tell my friends and tell, you know, people that I have those relationships with, you do not have to shout this out to 10 people or even five people really at, at those critical moments in my life, I was talking to one person, yeah. you know? And so you just listen to yourself, listen to your heart on what you need. And if you can trust one person, there's your accountability, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. That's so good. Speaking of your book, I have it on my desk, the imagery and the pictures. I'm like, I feel like I know you just from like how you document uh, everything. And it's, it's so gorgeous. Like you guys go grab, go grab her book. Like right now, can they get it just on Amazon? Like wherever yeah. you can get books. Okay. Yeah. Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble books, million target. Um, it's sold on shop That's our, um, our website. Um, but yeah, Amazon's probably the easiest place to buy it. Perfect. And there's, there's reviews there too, to where you can look and read and kind of get a better feel for the book as well. And, and also shows interior pages as well. It's beautiful. I'm like, Thank I'm, you. I've only skimmed Thank through you. parts of it so far. And I'm like, I can't wait to like fully digest this. It's going to be awesome. All right, friends, in case you haven't heard our family's farm to table, verified natural beef can be on your doorstep by Tuesday. 
Wholesome Farm Beef is officially shipping out our pasture-raised beef nationwide every single Monday. We're talking high-end quality restaurant-style beef sent right to your doorstep. If you value locally sourced farm-to-table foods, then this is especially for you. Our beef is not only raised from start to finish on our own family farm, but our cows also get tippy-top cow treatment with the expertise and knowledge that JD brings to the table as a cattle veterinarian. Getting our family's beef on your family's table is a product of JD and I's two worlds colliding in the most beautiful way. And we are so excited about the opportunity to serve your family for years to come. If you aren't following along on Instagram, you can follow the farm at Folsom Farm Beef, and you can learn more about the farm and see what goes into raising cows and hear what our customers are saying about their experience. Just people falling in love with homegrown beef all over the nation. And I am so happy to get this out to more families. But what really lights us up about this is getting to build another family business that our kids and siblings can be a part of growing for generations to come. When you become a part of the Folsom Farm family, you aren't just supporting a local farmer. You're a part of a big family dream of ours that's coming to life. And we can't thank you enough for being a part of it. So if you're a beef lover, you haven't truly experienced the best of steak, roast, brisket, or ground beef until you've tasted it straight from our farm. Get your order in by Sunday and have your box on your doorstep by Tuesday. We have a variety of options to fit your family's needs with boxes ranging from 10 pound samplers to 50 pound freezer stock ups. And if you want to save the most and never have to worry about getting on the wait list, make sure you're a part of our VIP crew for monthly savings and first priority shipping. Head to FolsomFarmBeef.com and get on our email list to receive a $20 off promo code for your first box. We cannot wait to get our beef on your doorstep. All right, back to the show. Um, okay, I want to ask you a few more things. When it comes to, I you, you mentioned how you have set strong boundaries for yourself, like five o'clock phone away, computer down. It's my baby time. Were you always like that? Or like, did you have to kind of fill your way into like, okay, I need some boundaries. How am I going to do this? This is what's going to work. Yeah. Talk about that for a sec. Cause I think this is one of the biggest struggles mm-hmm. for women yeah. in businesses. For sure. Um, first and foremost, I have not always been that way. I have done it wrong 50,000 times. And that's why I've landed on something that actually works. And so I never set out to write a how-to book or, or like, let me tell you your process. Um, and I really only share the ones that I feel really passionate and strongly about. And that one you're referring to is called the doable digital detox. And it's not something I do all the time, but I do it probably three to four times a year. And I just listen to my, my heart, my body. And whenever I feel like I'm overwhelmed with social media, which is inevitable. We all probably feel that way at times. This is kind of what I revert back to. And it's something that my husband has adopted, my family, like I talk about it with my kids because I think it's important as they grow up with social media. I film my daughter, I film my my son a lot and I explain to them what it is because I think it is important because it will be a part of their life. But the doable digital cleanse is it's it's five things that felt like doable for me. And I'm and I think it's about you finding what those parameters look like for your family. But my favorite one is the 24 hour rule. 
And that, that means for, if anything monumental in our family, in our work, for me personally happens, I wait 24 hours before I put it on social media so that I don't feel like I'm seeking this validation or verification from a, a social community yeah. um, over myself enjoying it, my family enjoying it. And I talk about it with my family. And you know what's funny is since we've been doing this, I sometimes will not even put it on social media. I don't feel the need. I don't feel the urgency to put it on social media. And sometimes I do, um, but it's creating those small boundaries has, has really helped me, especially having a career that's so involved on social media mm -hmm. and it affects my family. And that's when the, the real wake up call for me was when I became a mother and saw the effects of like, just not having boundaries and feeling um, as if it just takes over all of my time. And so that's been really healthy, healthy for not just me, but for my family as a whole. I love that so much. And I think one of the biggest fears and one of the biggest struggles is that fear of success. Like, oh my gosh, if I actually get this really going, if I actually grow mm -hmm. this, my following is going to grow. My engagement is going to grow. My reach is going to grow. My interactions, like what my expect, the expectations of me are going to grow, but like, we always get to set the standard. We always get to set the pace. We always get to decide when we're going to be on, when we're going to be off. And you have to just really define that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. really when you're an entrepreneur, especially you're like, okay, well, I have all the freedom in the world. I can work when I want, where I want. And that turns into, oh, I'm working all the freaking time. time. I'm never yeah. off. Mm -hmm. And so same as you, like I've had to learn from failing forward and learning what I didn't like in order to really mm -hmm. discover what did work for our family. And it is discipline creates freedom. I talk about that a lot. When you can have that discipline, that structure, those boundaries, you feel so much more full. You have so much more to give 100%. because you've been off and mm -hmm. fully present with your family and fully engaged in life, not just in sharing your life. And I think there's a big difference. 100%. 100%. I love that. Discipline creates freedom. I love that so much. I, it's such a big part of that is communication and, you know, and creating that clarity, being direct. That was something when we added our second child, my husband and I would be like, okay, let's, yeah, let's do this. Let's probably do this. Or, you know, I think I would like, and then we quickly realized like this ship is not going to operate with that sort of language. Like we have to have a weekly meeting. We talk about this on Sunday nights. We're very direct with what our needs are for that coming week, what our schedule looks like. Yeah. And I think that that like having that structure is critical for you feeling, feeling like those boundaries are in place. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not overtaking your, your life. Yeah. And that doesn't, I mean, whether you have a job that's, you know, totally different than social media. I think with anyone that, you know, families and adding different personalities, it's just, it's just in different schedules. It's really good to talk about all of that. Totally. So essential too. And it just clears the air. You're like, you're on the mm -hmm. same page. There's not confusion throughout the week. There's not frustration. It makes all the difference for sure. Um, happily gray. Where did that mm -hmm. name come from? Like, let's talk about that for a sec. So funny because a lot of people think it means like my take on aging and having gray <laughs> hair. Um, but so I, I came up with this name 12 years ago because I was kind of in this phase of my life where I had spent, I was 22 and had spent 
um, my life prior kind of with this outlook that life was black and white. Mm -hmm. I was kind of going through life with, I had to fit this mold and be in this box. And I had my pen and I had, you know, making my checks as I went through like college check find a spouse, check, need to get pregnant by 23, check. Like all of that, that, that last check didn't happen, but all of, you know, just this mentality that I had to be this and I had to be that by this age and this success. And so a lot of that was, I grew up in a very small town and very conservative at times. And I think in a way I took those I personally took those morals and values to extreme and kind of applied them in, a, in an unrealistic way in my life. And when I was, when I first got out of, um, you know, college and kind of started my first job is when I started peeling all of those layers back and realizing, you know, that life doesn't always make sense. Um, and, you know, things don't always look and add up and unveil in the way that we think that they were going to. And, and that was kind of this gray area. And in a way, it almost felt like relief and freedom that it didn't have to all be perfect. And so that to, that to me was my grace. It was my creative space and um, I felt the happiest. And so at 24, I wanted to start writing. Writing's always been a love of mine. And um, I, I always love fashion and street style. So I started this blog and uh, as a creative outlet and I named it Happily Gray because I was entering this time in my life of new discovery yeah. and kind of outside of those boundaries. I love it. I love it. I feel like so many people live in that the world is black and white. Like there is either right or wrong and there's yeah. this or that. And it's like, there's so yeah. much beauty in like the in between. <laughs> yeah. And, and just learning how to like respect the differences and, yeah. and what's different than you and what looks different. And, um, I, that was a huge learning curve for me. And I just step, that's why I say there was a sense of freedom about it that, you know, it, it wasn't so rigid and structured that there, there was room for growth and evolving and becoming, you know, and I think as a, as, as a, as a 35 year old now, I, that's my goal is to never lose that sense of childlike wonder to continue to always be curious and have my eyes wide open. And I think that's when we really learn you know, more than, more than what we thought we would or a totally different other, you know, new task in life. And so that's kind of the journey of, of seeking out that childlike wonder. I love it. Last question as we kind of wrap things up, what would you say when we're talking motherhood and we're talking business, how do they complement each other in your life? Like, do you feel like there's things where like, I'm a better mom because I've learned this or I've experienced this, or I've done this in business, or I'm a better businesswoman because, and you already talked about like so many of the lessons that you've learned in motherhood that have obviously mm -hmm. been so intertwined with your life, but are there any things that kind of stand out to you when it comes to those? You know, one of my mentors told me before I became a mom and I was pregnant, she said, being becoming a mother will make you a better business owner and that's all she said and I really thought huh interesting I didn't really get it and then I became a mom and I remember getting back into the flow of work and coming back to my office and I will say this it's made me more discerning 
um, in my decision making day to day, big and small. And it's also in the way that I protect my time and I preserve my energy. It's and, and a lot of that for me right now in this phase of, of building and, and working on my career, it, it's, it's, it's all kind of based around my business, but I have found it easier to be more discerning and protect my time because I know that if I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Yeah, and while that's so simple, but that's really like, because of who it's affecting is my energy and my time with my kids. So that I, to- when I, when, when I was back in the office, that totally clicked with me. And I remember calling her saying like, I understand what you mean. This is what you were talking about. And she was like, yes, yes. And, you know, it's always been hard for me to, I, I feel like a lot of times I tiptoe around things and even in business too. And I think there's a way to be very clear and be very kind and, in a way, motherhood has, has given me more of the backbone for that. Yeah. I love that so much discerning and, oh, I love that. It really, I've never thought about it that way, but it really is so true. Like I can totally see that. Yeah. I mean, big and small, I, I, I even, I can feel it when it comes up of, and I, and yeah, I, I just didn't have, I don't feel like I had that same energy before motherhood and, and now just it's almost innate because at the end of every day I'm ready to go home and see my kids and after lunch that's where my mind is kind of floating and so yeah I think that that energy feeds into all my decision making and and how I'm interacting at work I love it well Mary I am so excited for our listeners to connect with you like where can they find you on social where can they follow along with your brands and your products and everything that you have going Yes, I, I would love that. And I've loved being here today in this conversation. Um, my, my Instagram handle is Mary Lawless Lee, um, just my name. And um, our other brands are Happily Gray. And my skincare brand is Nima. And all of that's actually under my profile on Mary Lawless Lee. If you go to your main one, you can find mm-hmm. all the other ones. Yes. yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think there's just nothing more empowering than seeing women who are just slaying motherhood and business. I feel like there's so many limiting stories that moms play in their heads. Like, Oh, well, I can either be this or I can be that I can be a good mom or I can be a good business owner. So just the more stories you hear, no matter what field you're in, no matter what business you're in, when there's proof out there that it's possible Mm -hmm. is like, let's just break up with those stories that you can only be either, or like you can live and, and I think that's so empowering. So Thank you so much for being on and for sharing your story and for just being such a light. Thank you. I'm so happy that I got to share in this time with you and um, I'm inspired by you and your journey. I I think it's incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys, what a lesson to learn. Like, I just love these conversations because they are real. They're raw. They're just what's going on, what we've learned, what we've Mm -hmm. experienced And when one other person has done it, so can you. So I hope more than anything, you walk away feeling like, all right, feeling a little bit more energy, a little bit more excitement around what you're building, what you're growing in the four walls of your home and just believing that everything that you want is possible. So Mary, thanks again. And you guys will see you back here in another week till then. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Micah.
What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Here we go. 